Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. It's not exactly something fun. It, uh, it's like instant nerves grip you and you're like, oh God, you know, because I'm not really a, you know, I'm not really a preacher, you know, I'll, I'll say it. Um, but, you know, to God, it really doesn't matter um, because he can use anybody. And, uh, you know, it's like being it's like being on the bench, you know, when he when the, when the coach calls you, you got to be ready to play, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of analogy that I want to bring want to bring up from my past. But uh, I was kind of an athlete. Uh, one thing that uh, God was speaking to me uh, starting around November last year was that. Uh, he was wanting to heal, heal, and that's kind of how it started, you know, I want to heal people, I want to heal, I want to heal, and I was like, okay, and, and I'll be honest, when he, when he did that, I, I kind of got nervous, because, uh, you know, sometimes your faith is, you know, some people got the laying on hand things, and can, you know, make limbs grow, and, and things like that, and, uh, uh, you know, I'll be honest, that intimidates me sometimes, you know, uh, if I see somebody in a wheelchair and God says, go pray for that person, I'm like, oh God, what if it doesn't work, or, you know, something like that, and I just, not just me, my faith, but what would it do to that person's faith, you know, my mind just thinks all kinds of crazy things like that, so when he first said me, that, okay, God, what do you want to heal, and he says, I want to heal, you know, I want to heal people, I want to heal families, is what he said, I want to heal, uh, in particular, marriages, uh, is one of the things I want to heal. Um, and to do that, uh, a person needs to have grace, uh, a lot of it sometimes, uh, because grace is, is what, it, it starts the, the bridge to healing, you know. Um, so Merriam-Webster defines a person with grace as someone who has controlled, polite, or pleasant way of behaving. To the world, it is a way of carrying oneself, and it is seen as a trait that plays out in our actions. To us, like believers, grace is a gift that is freely given to us. It's having the favor of God on your life. Uh, I didn't know this, but grace is mentioned over 150 times in the New Testament. Uh, and two-thirds of that is from Paul. So that, that was pretty interesting to, me, interest, interesting to me because of all people, God used Paul to mention grace, you know, 75, 80% of the times it was mentioned in the, in the New Testament. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about with grace is uh, with Sandy. Uh, I want to pick on you for a minute. Uh, one of the things I always tell her, you know, she calls me every day at the end of the day, and it's, uh, I wouldn't call it a gripe session, because it's more like a venting thing uh, of her day, and I know it's important to her, so I do my best to listen, you know, because sometimes that's part of grace is listening, you know, being a good, a good husband, uh, which I am, uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So she calls me, and she's, you know, some of the things that she says uh, are things that have been repeated, and I try to remind her, 
about grace, and I, one of the things I always say is, did you give grace? Did you give grace? Did you give grace? And I know it irritates her sometimes when I say that, but it's it can do so much in this situation. It can literally flip the script on somebody that you're having an issue with or that you, you, you know, you know, or a boss or, you know, a situation. Uh, it's, it's like heaping coals, you know, it, 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 it can change the atmosphere and it's, it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. You know, it is not, it's one of the, gr it's one of the easiest things to receive, but one of the hardest things to give. Because when you do that, it's like you're taking your hands off their throat, you know what I mean? And you're, and you're allowing that healing to start. Uh, and I, it took me a, a long time to figure that out. Um, it was preached to me a lot, you know, always give it, always give grace, always give grace. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes I just, I, I, I want to be angry, you know. I'll be honest. I want to be frustrated. Because I feel like I have that right, which I don't. But, you know, and I'm like, God, I, I don't want to give grace right now. You know, that's it. Let me be mad for a little bit, you know. And, uh, but as soon as I do, it gives him the opportunity to start working in me. You know what I mean? And it's not even about the other person. Uh, so it, it comes, in, you know, sometimes grace comes directly through the Holy Ghost. And when sometimes we can we can hear clearly his specific love for us. Sometimes that grace comes as Christ touches another person's heart and prompts him or her to share and bless or uplift one another. In other words, grace is often made manifest through the courage and action of a person who reaches out to serve one another. Right? So grace is the power in which healing occurs. And I'll, I'll pick... Uh, this week when Johnny said, hey, I want you to preach, you know, the, the nerves started kicking. And I'm like, it's just hard for me sometimes. Cause I'm like, all right, give me a topic, Lord, you know. And I'll sit there and I'll praise. And I'm like, all right, let me, I'm listening, I'm listening. And nothing happens. And I'll just go off on this tangent. And before I know it, I'm crying and snot's going everywhere. And then, uh, you know, and then, okay, well, I didn't get the topic. So uh, I'll try again. And, you know, nothing comes and nothing comes. And then. It starts to come in pieces. I'll get a scripture or, or something. And it may be different for other people, but that's the way it happens for me. But when he asked me to talk, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to speak about? And he told me, I've been hearing the, the name Joseph a lot this last month. And that story, it's kind of like the alabaster jar. There's a, a ton of things you can get from that story about him. Uh, you know, redemption, redemption. Uh, love, hate, forgiveness, but one of the main things is the grace that, that he that he showed, and uh, I just kind of broke it down kind of in a, a story, so uh, is everybody familiar with that, the story of him, you know, his brothers threw him in a well, and pulled him out, and ended up selling him into slavery, and all this stuff, and and rightly so, because apparently, you know, according to the word, he was, you know, annoying, and he was a, he was the father's favorite, and you know, he even had a, a special jacket or robe made for him, and and they were all jealous. They didn't like him, you know. So they said, oh, you know, we're going to get rid of you. And um, so after all this transpired, uh, he ends up becoming, 
you know, like the number two guy in Egypt. And all this leading up to this, he, you know, was prophesied that he was going to bring Egypt out of famine. And, you know, he was going to be uh, uh, the reason that, you know, because they were going to have the seven years of starvation and things like that. But God was setting him up slowly through all of this. Uh, and, and it was going to be a, a big act of redemption, not just for saving the people, but for his family as well, you know. Um, so fast forward. Uh, uh, so you you know, all know the brothers end up going to the palace and they see him and you know they don't recognize him he, but he instantly knows who they are and that's kind of where we're going to start so they didn't recognize him his beard was shaved his robe was royal and the language he spoke was Egyptian it never occurred to them that they were standing before their baby brother Thinking the prince couldn't understand Hebrew, the brothers spoke to him with their eyes and gestures. They pointed at the stalks of grain and then pointed to their mouths. Uh, and then they motioned to the brother who carried the money. And he stumbled forward and spilled the coins onto the table. When Joseph saw the silver, his lips curled and his stomach started to turn. The last time he saw coins were in the hands of Jacob's older brothers. And they were laughing as he was whimpering. And that day in the pit, he searched the faces for a friend, but he didn't find any. And now they dared to bring silver to him. Joseph called for a Hebrew servant to, to, to translate, and he stood there and scowled at his brothers. In Genesis 42, 7, it says, He acted as a stranger to them and spoke very roughly to them. Joseph glared at them and said, No, I don't believe you. Guards, put these spies under arrest. They are here to infiltrate our country. So right, right here, I really think that in his mind, he's probably, it's probably spinning a thousand miles an hour, and he doesn't really know what to do. So, uh, you know, he acts out of anger, and uh, uh, the harsh treatment, the jail sentence, the abrupt dismissal. We've seen this sequence with Joseph and his brothers before. Only the, the roles were reversed. On the first occasion, they conspired against him. They spoke angrily, and he turned the tables. He threw them into the hole and ignored the cries for help. Now it was his turn to give them the cold shoulder. Sometimes God is more interested in our growth and progression than our comfort and convenience. And sometimes God gives us more than we request by going deeper than we ask. He wants your whole heart. Why? Because hurt people hurt people. I say that a lot. Hurt people hurt people. And think about that. Why do you fly off the handle? Why do you avoid conflict? Why do you choose conflict? Why do you seek to please people? Might your tendencies have something to do with an unhealed hurt? Paul cried out about this a lot. And one of the main scriptures that people would used to speak over me that I couldn't stand was that, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Is I really, I would hate it because I, you know, I'd be in a pity party, and someone said, "His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient." And I'd be like, "I don't want to hear that right now." You know, that's like so cliche right now. I don't want to hear that. Don't speak that over me. But and I'm just being honest. And uh, but if you really dig into that scripture, that's probably to me now it's one of my top five most powerful scriptures in the Bible. Period, because it. 
that is meat right there. You know, there's milk and there's meat, and that is a meat scripture right there. Because obviously Paul is, is when, he's do, when he cries out, he's going through something. It, it doesn't just really say what it is, you know. Uh, it could be a temptation. Uh, it could be some kind of physical thing, problem he had. It doesn't really say, but it's enough that he cried out to God, please take this away from me, you know, please. You know, it almost eerily sounds like take this cup from me, you know what I mean, because I, I don't want it. And, you know, so it's in 2 Corinthians 12, and it says, For my grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that powers, Christ's power may rest on me. And that that is what it encompasses. So, and for Christ's sake, he said, I delight in my weakness, in insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Um, and the main reason that he says this is, you know, because he prays and, th and that's what God tells him, you know, this is sufficient for you, you know. Uh, he didn't say, um, you know, I c he could have removed the thorn uh, and said, you know, my power is made perfect in deliverance. He didn't say that. He said, my power is made perfect in weakness. And, and because when we're weak, that gives us an opportunity to give him the glory, you know. And uh, it took me a long time to figure that out. It really did. It took me a long time to figure that out. Uh, because like I said, I didn't, I didn't like that. I wanted to be mad. Uh, so I was looking at s some, some different uh, versions of this and this this one guy named Stephen uh, Otragi said uh, no one will be boasting of their own strength in heaven I will be boasting about how God sustained me through all the pain all the heartache and all the trials I will be boasting about how God answered my desperate prayers for my children because if I could sustain myself through my own grit and power then I would take some of the glory and that's not what it's about Okay, back to Joseph. So um, Genesis 42, 21 says, And then they said to each other, Truly we are guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not listen. Therefore this distress has come upon us. So again, they didn't know the prince understood Hebrew, but he did. And when he heard the words, Joseph turned away so they could not see him crying. He stepped into the shadows and he wept. It says he, in the word he did this seven more times. Uh, he didn't cry when he was prompted by a prophet or he was crowned by Pharaoh, but he cried like a baby when he learned that his brothers hadn't forgotten about him. Uh, he sent them back to Canaan and he loaded their saddlebags with grain. And at this moment when he did that, that is when grace manifested. This was the turning point right here when he gave them the money back and filled her bags up um, because at that moment like his decision could have changed and it wouldn't it could have went a whole another direction you know the history of Israel could have changed like everything could have changed if he and you know in this moment he was very much in his flesh too so that's it's one of those things that if you come to one of those moments you're going to have to make a decision you know 
to give the money back, to put the grain back. Um, and, you know, he did, and he didn't let his anger and his hurt direct him. Um, Joseph's path to reconciliation with his family was long and difficult, uh, but it began with a small act of mercy and grace. He loaded his brother's saddlebags with grain, and he quietly returned the silver that they had paid for it. It was a gift free and clear, just like grace is. Um, if you continue to follow this, and I encourage you, if you haven't read it in a while, to go back and read it. Uh, if you continue to follow the story, you'll see how Joseph brought his, his whole family back to Egypt, and he sustained them through the seven years of famine and drought. God worked it out because he chose to walk in grace. Um, Romans 6.14 says, For sin shall now lo no longer be your master, because you are under the new law. You're not under the law, but under grace. And um, I'm grateful for that now. I really am, because uh, it gives us so much freedom, you know. And like I said, when you choose to operate uh, under that grace, you, you'll take your hands off the other person's neck, and that's when it, the healing can start. And when he, st and he started speaking to me about healing, um, grace is one of the first things that you're going to have to give in order for that to start, you know. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's not always easy, but it's worth it, you know, and it, it, it's one of those things that you'll start seeing rewards come from it, uh, and it's something that I believe, and it's just like, uh, you know, Johnny s was talking about the, the prison ministry, you know, uh, it's something that, that those guys in there need to know too, because they, they need to know that that is not the last chapter for them, you know, and a lot of them do. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can tell you they do. I know they do for because I was there, and uh, I wasn't shown grace when I was there, you know. Uh, everything that I had to figure out, I had to figure out on my own. And uh, but if you know, if we can start going on the offense. And reaching out to people like that, reaching out to hurt family members, reaching out to friends that, you know, you had a disagreement with or, you know, a political, you know, when Trump was elected, you know, people started unfriending each other and disowning each other behind a, a political affiliation. There was no grace given there, you know, and all it took was just a little bit, you know, um, it, and it, what that entails is sometimes us being the bigger person. You know, which is not easy. It's not easy sometimes. Um, and a lot of that I'm saying because I'm saying it to myself, you know. Uh, it's something that I still struggle with on a daily basis, you know. It, you know, my job, you know, I, uh, I feel like it's not given to me. But uh, if I let that manifest, it can go a whole other direction. And I'm just, I don't want that to happen. So I just encourage you all to. If you're in a situation right now where uh, there are some hurts uh, within your family or 
a friend or a relative you don't see eye to eye with or a situation at work uh, to start giving grace and walking in it because I promise you, you'll start seeing fruit from it. Sandy didn't know that I was talking tonight. And she said, how do I not know these things? And I said, well, maybe I wanted to be a surprise. I mean, I mean maybe y'all don't need to know everything, too. But uh, I just want to say thanks for Johnny. And uh, I tried not to go into a victory lesson with this, but we are, my brain is already gearing up for that. And I just, I want to be honest with y'all too. I've been attacked all week uh, leading up to this. And me and Wendy, Sandy too, we were attacked all last year during victory class. Literally, we had nightmares and, you know, it's just the enemy because he knows that we're about to do something good, something big. And uh, I was sick this week, um, but I pushed through. And I say that to say that we are starting victory class no matter what next Tuesday, uh, starting at 630. Uh, for anybody listening or if you know anybody, you know, of course, we're, we're going after the, the people in bondage and addiction, but we're, we're looking to heal all walks of life. You know, we want them. We're interested in, in, in all the hurts. And we want just anybody who's who's out there searching, you know, uh, we're always here and uh, the page will be is still up. Uh, you can always message us anytime, day or night, and we'll be available for y'all. But, yeah, we're kicking that off next Tuesday, uh, 6.30, doors will open, and we're just, we're just going to, we're going to look for some healing. And I believe it's going to come for a lot of people. So I'm excited about that. And I hope that y'all enjoyed my word and I hope it helps somebody.